0: Welcome to the Holden Village Podcast. These snapshots provide a glimpse into the learnings taking place in our community. Let's tune in to this week's highlight. I'm Christine Hall. I came to Holden this week to offer a workshop on the holy between us. It's my term for uh, talking about relational spirituality, not just how God works within one individual person, but how the Spirit or the Holy works between people in relationships in really ordinary ways. I'm a very practical kind of pastoral presence. Um, I, I like things to be relevant and meaningful. And when I was studying spiritual direction, A particular professor handed us a list of cues. Look for how the Holy Spirit is showing up in your conversations with people. And I'd never seen a list of cues like this, like a sense of comfort. Well, of course that would be the Holy Spirit, because comfort is one of the names in Greek of, of the Holy Spirit given to us. The comforter, or encouragement, or... A sense of connection with each other or the ability to stand in solidarity with suffering. All of those are expressions or revelations of of how uh, the Spirit works between us. Mm -hmm. And that's what I help people pay attention to. That's what I enjoy opening up for people. I find many Christian denominations and people who aren't Christian don't have a sense of how goodness flows in relationships. And then once we see it, we can join it. We can be intentional. We can lean into it. And that's what I love to do is help people join that. I began as a do-it-yourself religion kind of person. I left the denomination of my youth because it had too many shoulds and oughts for my 20-something self and enjoyed instead a Wow, here's a, here's a denomination that pays attention to the inward life. I want to do that. How does that work? I, it took me about a decade <laughs> to realize, Oh, there's more than do-it-yourself. We're doing this together. And how does that work? Mm-hmm. How does that flow? Quakers, my denomination, practice group discernment for all of their decisions. They, they worship in quiet groups waiting for inspiration of the holy to speak. We're trusting the holy between us in ways that, few other, that I've experienced in few other places. I kept growing in awareness of it and kept realizing, oh, not enough people are talking about this. How could we name it and invite people into it in secular settings, I work, in our families, in, in any group of which we're part. So again, that's the practical piece. I call myself a retreat facilitator, spiritual director, or spiritual companion. Um, I am a, an educator. I don't have a role title mm-hmm. like pastor, but I have some pastoral giftedness, and I lean into that in the groups that I tend I am a Quaker. I am a Christian, or I follow Jesus' way, in a very broad and spacious sense. That is actually non-creedal <laughs> and uh, and non-liturgical, which is a stark contrast from how I grew up. How I grew up was a very structured, formal church, uh, high church, no. and now I'm in a very low church. Yeah. I experienced a difference between high and low church mostly through how much everybody collaborates. So high church, in my experience, was something you watched, that you did things you were told to do. It was guided from the outside by, by a leader, by a designated leader. In my case, it was men. So in lower church, I find there's more group participation there's more collaboration in, in what happens and in the forms of worship, in the contributions of every single person in that circle. So in my experience, those circles are smaller mm-hmm. in lower church because you get to know everyone. Mm-hmm. So it's a very strong community mm-hmm. building. Um, I am not a mega church person. I don't do well in 2,000 to 5,000 people groups. Holden is perfect. We're meant to be in smaller communities so that we know and can support and collaborate and complement each other's strengths. Yes, I find that a spirituality of community or the holy between us is a transformative way of living. I don't have to be it all and all for everyone. I don't have to do it all myself. I can really trust that hey, you bring something that is of God, of is of, you know, <laughs> the great mystery of the universe that is unique and different from me and oh, I might learn something from you. You might learn something from me. You might bring a prophetic edge to what's possible in in our little community and I might bring, you know, a little soul tending. What's that what's that like for you, right? And <laughs> yeah. So it's a different I, I can lean into that more than I've ever done in my life. It is very widely inclusive and not only diverse, but I I use a, a strange and quirky paradigm. I call it the Motley crew. It's just Kind of goofy at times. The gifts and the, and the talents and the ways we are collaborating can be almost seem oppositional. You know, the person who's worried about keeping the, the building clean it might be in, in opposition to the person who wants to be, bring the homeless in to shelter. And there's something natural about that tension and something we can honor. Neither one is a right. So yes, inclusive. Yes, spacious. Yes, ways for all of us to find belonging and worth and meaning. I've been told I'm very affirming. After one particular retreat, I was told, you know, you don't have to be so affirming. (laughs) And I thought, what? Well, actually, our culture is highly competitive. Our culture is all about winning. Our culture is not collaborative. We're supposed to be self-sufficient individualists. I find it's actually such a movement of the spirit to just keep affirming people. I grew up thinking I am not a warm, fuzzy person. And here's this person telling me I'm kind of too warm and fuzzy. I I didn't quite know what to do with it other than laugh. God is funny. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. She didn't mean it as a compliment. We aren't taught to receive affirmations. Or we're taught to question it, distrust it. Distrust it. It's supposed to be too prideful. I mean, in Christian circles, you you don't want to think too well of yourself. My particular journey has been from intense Mm self-criticism toward a more affirming self-understanding in God, I found self-criticism did not make me a better person, did not help. Neither did lack of forgiveness within myself. That didn't help either. So I've leaned with the spirit into a more affirming way toward the life, toward what gives life. And I have found over and over that people who can receive affirmation, open, blossom, get changed, let go of old patterns and things that are holding them back, become more fully who they're supposed to be or who they're meant to be. And that's what I love to help happen. I found out about Holden through friends on Whidbey Island and people where I was teaching at Seattle University who said, no, this place is the place to to go, and I love going anywhere in your mountains. So I thought, ooh, I could do the kind of work I do in classrooms and on retreats with mountains. I'm there. What I've done at Holden is take a longer program. So I generally work with people over a year. So for Holden, I took one retreat on, I call it the Holy Between Us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also have called it Blessed Community or Beloved Community. Mm -hmm. And I took pieces of that and offered little experiential workshops. I say, we're going to try a spiritual experiment. And experiments are great because you can't fail. The point is to try something and see what happens. And it's kind of intriguing and fun. And our responses will be all over the map and that's great. And then we talk about it. The second day we did an experience experiment we just called Beholding. Beholding had no words, had no movements. It was simply looking at another person, attempting to join Holy compassion for that person, attempting to see beyond the obvious, attempting to see what is of life and love and goodness and beauty in that person for two minutes in quiet. That's it. And then talk about it. And it opens people. It moves them deeply Mm -hmm. to be seen in this way is, is of God. So I do little experiments. Yesterday's was a prayer experiment, also wordless, also without movement, on the theme of Quaker's practice of holding one another in the light or in the life. So holding someone in the life doesn't require words. It requires attentiveness or joining the spirit within that connects me to others and being with them in that joining whatever motion toward goodness there might be i use a lot of imagery so i unpacked some of my quirky stories about images silly ones even rubber duckies have come up in prayer Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm more at ease with imagery in prayer than i am with words i think an image contains a problem it can contain a problem Mm -hmm but open into possibilities more for me than words. And there are people who are gifted in in intercessory prayer with words, but a silly thing like a rubber ducky, what a symbol of resilience. What a cheerful, unsinkable image. I have a little rubber ducky that sits above my desk right next to a a cross actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Play like a child. Uh, be like a child to enter the kingdom, enter the reign of God, or the, the relationships, the holy city, the ecology of the holy, actually, is another way to think of it. Many imagery is right. possible. I think in my experience of Christianity, we've been a very word-focused people. Word and intellect have been honored above uh, the wisdom of the body and the wisdom of the uh, felt sensibilities of our emotions and the vaguer sensibilities of our imaginations and intuitions and sense of prompting and and all the ways that the spirit can work through those other modalities Mm -hmm. so yes we can pray with our bodies yes we can pray with our imagination Uh, we can pray through our feelings and not be overcome by them all of us all of our being can show up be welcomed I guess in the spirit Mm -hmm. I hope folks take away a sense of possibility for stretching into experiences of the spirit in relationships ordinary relationships I hope people take away a sense of hope there's so much divisiveness There's so much challenge in relationships right now. I'm not trying to say this is easy. I'm trying to say it's a both and experience. We need to be in the challenging places with love. And when we don't got enough love, we ask, oh God, please lend us yours. We dip into that and move and act and speak in that. Which connects us, that to me is hopeful. So, a little bit of hope for relationships in a very, very difficult time. Anyone can find my work with the Way of the Spirit Retreat and Study program online. I'm part of a nonprofit organization called Good News Associates, and my information and web web presence is with them so goodnewsassociatesorg dot org slash spirit that's it Christine at good news associates will get to me too I would love to talk to people this particular year I will be focusing my online mini courses on spiritual giftedness our giftedness shows up at home at work at church uh, naturally authentically And as we notice and name that, as we tend and join God in that giftedness, things happen for good. Things are woven toward goodness. So one mini-course is Tending Your Spiritual Giftedness. Another is Obstacles to Spiritual Giftedness, inwardly as well as relationally, as well as systemically. Another one will be, others will be about Nurturing Giftedness, Uh, In our communities, especially with youth, how does that work? So there will be four through this coming year. I'll also be running a monthly koinonia group, I call it, a monthly reflection group. (laughs) And uh, that'll be limited to like 14 participants, but regular reflection with how do we live in faithfulness? Mm -hmm. How do we discern? How do we recognize uh, what we're meant to do, how do we what support do we need? How's our prayer life, all of those kind of things. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to view the links in the description for more information or visit our website to find out more about the village. Blessings and peace to you.